Harry. Adam. It's episode 100. Do you believe we're here? No, it's a... Uh, well, you make it sound like a big deal, but it's not. I think it's a big deal. I think... Hundreds, a hundred episodes is not even a year for us, so... Yeah, it's not a year, but with all the other, like with all, with all the other stuff <laughs> that we are juggling at the moment, I am genuinely impressed that we've... Because it's so easy to just not do this. It's so easy to not put the mics on in the morning and not record. So I'm, I'm just happy that we're consistent with it. And to be honest, within reason. If within reason, uh, we do. To well. be honest, if we were hitting like 17 downloads an episode, we'd probably have packed in by now. Yeah, but uh, audience has been growing. Yeah, it's, good. it's going well. Um, Mine's so, still broken as well. In case there's uh, any confusion on the audio. I was actually impressed actually with the audio last time. Um, what we probably should do is because we've got two of those mics, mm-hmm. we should probably both put them on. Since I get an adapter for my stupid iPhone 7 that's got no audio jack, um, we can just get a bit more comfy. I was looking over this couch when I said that. <laughs> yeah, no, but it does allow you to uh, see. I can lean back now. I can't. Yeah, I'm very aware yeah. of how I'm sat. Um, so rather than doing anything fancy for the hundredth episode, as we just tried to work out, should we do a giveaway or whatever? And we're like, what can we give away? We're just going to go back straight to our old answer some questions because we have a load. Yeah, we up. we have uh, we have some great questions coming in. We have a doozy though that I think we're going to tackle over the course of a couple of episodes. So we're episodes. Gonna, yeah, we're going to read the whole thing first. Yeah, we'll go through the full uh, email. This was sent in by Michael, uh, and I will read it. <laughs> Let me just. God, your scroll is backwards. Um, Hi, Adam, Harry, in a couple of weeks, and Sarah. I hope you've all had a fantastic Christmas and lovely New Year. I recently put a date in my diary of when I will be leaving my full-time management job at a large retailer for my own business venture. Wow. So impressed when I read that. I'm currently in the early stages of this. Your podcast has really helped me on my journey. A year ago, I was playing with the idea. I was never motivated enough to pursue it until now. In the last two weeks, I've gone from episode 1 to 95 in journeys to work until I found myself not able to sleep with ideas and wanting to act upon them. All thanks to you guys. Ashley, I know you listened to this for a quote for the show for Instagram and Twitter. Mate, that is a doozy. (laughs) God bless the guy for sticking with us. Uh, I don't want to tell you too much in this email if I'm lucky enough to get into the Facebook group. But I, with that. <laughs> but I do have some questions and I'm looking for some advice. Maybe some episode ideas until Harry gets back. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, Michael. My business will be based upon hobbyist products, eventually with an app and customized products, uh, starting online, then venturing into bricks and mortar later. Anyway, branding. As many times you have said, first impressions are really important. So firstly, how important do you think branding is? Secondly, how do you know if your branding is right? Uh, You touched upon this in previous episodes, but wanted to get a more in-depth response. Being a business. Money, you've spoken a lot around gaining investment, but not about outgoings and timing. So many questions... And timing so many questions to you are when is the right time, ah, sorry, uh, to take a business from your front room into an office or shop. Taxes, try and do it yourself or get an accountant, question mark. Uh, if so, do I, how do I know the right person for the right job? And then he finishes off. I really love the show and now eagerly await the next episodes. I know it's a bit of a long email, but I'd really appreciate any advice you would have. Lastly, what are you listening to slash reading? I'd love to know uh, where you get the links. I've done a few searches on a basic Apple podcast app. Ooh, respect for that. 
<laughs> but don't always get stuff feel is relevant. Thanks in advance. Kind regards, Michael. Firstly, Michael. Great email, by the way. That was so, awesome. like, so motivating to get emails like this. And don't get me wrong, a lot of you guys that are listening have sent in questions. Um, but when you really put it into context around what you're trying to build, um, like this lit me up when I read it. And this is the first time you've seen it, Harry. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it's good stuff. So, Michael, what we're going to do, mate, is we're going to tackle all your questions back to back to back. Um, we're going to split it up over a couple of shows. Um, so, the first one, one let's get started with today was the one about uh, being a business. So, money. I'm just going to reread just this one. This is what we're covering off today. You've spoken a lot around getting investment, but not about outgoings and timings. So my questions to you are, when is the right time to take a business from your front room into an office or shop? Now, Harry, you weren't here when I started this business, were you? Uh, no. Did you see the setup that I had back at my old house? I've seen pictures, but I've never, I've, I'd never uh, seen it firsthand. So okay. I've just heard the stories, the myth. The myth. The myth. Um, so I actually think Ashley recently put one of the photos up of where it all started on the Facebook page. So I started the business um, from the flat over at Leicester, Shipman Road. Wow, yeah, okay, that's yeah. That's where I was yeah. because I um, left my old job and that apartment was owned by Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's it? Yeah, <laughs> so I, uh, I rented off Nick. So that's how it happened. That's how, that's how it all happened. Um, so I think the key thing to understand is like money is basically the lifeblood of the business. So if you don't have it, you're dead. And it's very, very easy to say, especially in the early days, is, oh, I need to look professional as a business. Like, we need a nice office. We need a nice place for clients. We need a nice place for for customers to come in and meet the team and and all that jazz. Um, I think kind of the key thing is that I think we've done well generally as a business. And I say, well, there's been a couple of times I've looked back and thought we've been a bit wasteful. But overall, I think we tend to try and keep our costs down. Um, if if you spend in a pound, it's an extra pound you've got to make as a business. And it all depends on the sort of business that he's running. And if I'm right, he said that he wants to start doing online to start with and then eventually bricks and mortar. Yeah. Okay. So Because it's, it's a hobbyist business, so it's, it's quite niche. Um, I'm assuming he's going to source things online. But then if you have a place where people can come and visit. Okay. So I think... Firstly, if you're thinking about getting an office um, or, a, or a physical bricks and mortar shop, is work out who your customers are. So if your customers are people that are buying online to start the business stage one, mm-hmm. they're never going to step foot in the office. Yeah. On the flip side of it is if you're doing an office for customers, it doesn't sound like you need it. If you're doing an office for you, which I think is a really good point to touch on, then there's probably more reason for it, but there's cheap ways of doing it in terms of I know how difficult it is for me to work from home. The only reason I could get away with it back in Shipman Road is because no kids. Mm-hmm. Sarah was out eight, nine hours a day at her job while I was at home trying to build the business. I could work then. It was peace and quiet. I've got two kids now. If I was sat at home in a home office, I'd get nothing done. Even when you had the office space yeah. in Ibstock? Even when I had the office space in Ibstock, that was at your house still, obviously. Yeah, but. still. That's the second house. Moved house. Uh, had a kid there. Had a dedicated office space. But compared to what I can do when I'm at the office, even I don't mean even getting in a, 
an off, a physical office office. Mm. But what I do in a coffee shop compared to what I do at home in terms of productivity is ridiculous. And it might be, it might be my fault. It might be because I know I'm at home. Like, yeah. it's, it's comfortable. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, I mean, your own environment. Yeah, I would. Um, it's funny you say that because I would have said slightly uh, opposite to that. In, more in the sense, though, that just make, if you're going to work from home, for example, being able to just, if, if that's your only option, for yeah. example, is to be able to just square off a space and that be a, a space that you associate with work. Yep. Same with like if you're trying to exercise at home. If you're doing it in the living room, in front of the TV and the sofa, it's so easy to just kick your shoes off and just not put in 100%. Yeah. Whereas if you have a dedicated space, whether it's like the garage or somewhere, or, then that's why going to a gym is helpful, for example, because it's, it's a place it's of work. Thing. It's yeah, the same it's principle. Same, yeah. The office is a place of work. Whereas if you're just setting up your laptop on the table while you're sat on the sofa again in the living room, but the TV is probably on quiet and you're not really giving it a hundred percent focus on the job at hand. I know myself trying to work at home at the moment, obviously we're saving to get a place. I currently live with parents. The house is so damn busy. Yeah. And I try and find like, there's no space in my room to work. So I go into the kitchen, but then there's always someone in the kitchen in our house for some bizarre reason. <laughs> so then you go into the living room, which is not, of your family. It's not it's exactly. So, so yeah, just having the right workspace I see is, is important or a space that you associate with zoning in. So I think there's two things on that. One, let's just say I'm single. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I work. Where's your ring gone, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> I took it off for boxing the day and forgot it. I had to go back. I went back Ooh. to the trainer. Like, so we're doing some uh, jabbing and sparring and bits like that. And uh, just bare, bare hands. Can't you keep it on? I can now. So we've been allowed to put gloves on now, but this oh, okay, was before we got okay. the gloves. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, pretend I'm single, um, working from home. Different story, in my opinion, because I can have a space that I know is work when I go and it's work. Yeah. But I think when you've got a space that's work, but the rest of your family doesn't appreciate that's yeah. an office. Then mm. I think the whole thing is like a house of cards that comes tumbling down. Because even if you go, I am in the zone, I am focused, and then it's a knock Some, on the door. Yeah. Uh, have you got 20 minutes? I just want to go and do this. Or can you watch Riley for a second? I've yeah. got to pop to the shops. And I don't mean to be impersonating my wife. But and and <laughs> the thing is, as well, even if, they have the, even if any family or friend has the best intentions, if you are there available to knock on the door, they might just think, I'm only going to knock this once. Or, exactly. So there's, yeah, and I, and I get that. Just on an extreme point, we've even had it here where some days I've had to take two days out or like a day out of the mm. office from here yeah. because here it's an office, but I'm accessible to the whole team. But sometimes uh, when I'm doing the accounts, the management side of stuff, I, I need to physically just go and spend four hours in a coffee shop and just do the numbers because yeah, we, we've, I'm accessible. We've brought that up on a previous episode yep. as well. So yeah, that's a good point. So I think... Working from home is fine if you, if you've got the space and you've got and you can get the focus and budget constraints <laughs> and, and, exactly and budget constraints and I think just the, the the key fundamental to this question for me is keep your costs down regardless um, regardless of how well the business is doing there's a, there's a risk and there's an absolute massive risk when you raise money because all of a sudden we had six figures in the bank and it was like oh my word. Let's go and get ourselves out and make us, and, in, and I'm doing air quotes, let's make ourselves feel like a real company yeah. and let's get an office. An office doesn't make you a real company, regardless of where you work from, the product and the output does. Admittedly, if you've got a team and you're growing a team, you can't have everyone come to your house. <laughs> yeah, but, but I imagine there is that fine line of, gray area is, is buying this space 
going to allow me to double my figures, my income, my output? Is it going to is it going to contribute? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, so I'd say um, to get started, firstly, is make sure that you're not getting an office for an office sake, just because yeah. you think a proper business needs an office. Um, there's an in between working from home and having an office, which is a hot desk, um, which is a nice option. And uh, do you know much about hot desking, Harry? Uh, you've mentioned it before. Uh, is it where you just go to uh, an existing office space some on someone else's, <laughs> uh, well, in, on, in someone else's office, basically, and you just use their area of work to do your own? Yeah, basic, basically it's, uh, so the, the office we're in, if we wanted to, uh, if we wanted to make some extra cash and it was within the lease agreement, we could partition this section off. We could put eight desks down this end of the office, and we could allow freelancers to come here and hot desk, which means they'd, they'd buy a desk for the month, it might be fifty quid or a hundred pounds for the month. Um, Airbnb for the office space. Airbnb for the office space. Let's edit that out because that's a million dollar business. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, uh, that, I'll show you the link. They they recently did that on um, Crowdcube. <sighs> It's like your tenant on Oh, mate, don't even get me started. So, Michael, if you're looking for an office space, but you, you can't work from home, but you desperately need something, there is that in, that in between of getting a hot desk. So just type in a uh, hot desk or wherever you're based, mate, um, and there'll be loads of places around you. Um, you're looking at anything from £50 a month to £300 a month for a, for a desk in well, some of the ones in London are four, five, six hundred pounds a month. Uh, but depending on where you're based, you can get them reasonable. The really good thing I like about hot desking, um, and if... If we had to go back and do this all again, I, I would probably opt for hot desking from day one mm. because you're normally surrounded by one, two-person companies um, and often these companies are startups. And what that means is I'm going to be sat next to a designer, I'm going to be sat next to a sales guy and they're always trying to make money to keep their own business alive. Yeah. So what you tend to have is this little ecosystem of uh, people that help each other. So rather than you going and paying £50 an hour for a designer, you've got a guy sat next to you who goes, oh, I'll do that for 100 quid, where a designer professional would have yeah. cost you 500 because it's an agency. Um, so you get this, you get to be part of this little ecosystem and then you learn off of the people. Yeah, so you're not completely partitioned off and it's like, right, this is your desk, but don't speak to us because we're busy. No, exactly. You've got like this whole little yeah. like, eco- <clears throat> ecosystem. Um, said that word like four times already. What's the word Birmingham at the moment? Um, so yeah, uh, I would definitely uh, think about that. Um, what else is there on that? Let me just reread the question just to make sure that uh, front room into an office or shop. I think we covered it, mate. Um, I think just work out the reasons you want to do it more than anything. Um, and also, regardless of whether you think an office is the right move. So one thing we didn't really touch on is if you're doing client-facing stuff, that's when the office matters. So take us, for example, a year and a half ago, we didn't do many partnerships, very yeah. internal, building a platform, building a product, yeah. going outside, meeting customers, meeting trades, whereas we now do partnerships. So we've got the likes of, I can say it now, because this podcast won't be live today. Oh, it might be. Baxi. <laughs> just throwing that down in there. I'm not sure when this that is That could be a, just a loud bleep. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, Baxi Boilers. Um, our recent partner, fantastic for us, great partner to work with. Um, but the difference is, is I can't invite the sales director of Baxi to my front room. I can't invite the sales director of Baxi to an office where I'm hot desking because we're not going to sign the five-figure deals that we've done because You're perception, as anything. <laughs> perception does, is important um, with, with a specific type of customer and client. 
Um, and that's just because they want to know more than anything. And this came up like you guys are a relatively young company. Um, how do we know you're going to be here in 12 months' time? Um, come meet the team, come see what we do, all that good, all that good stuff. That counts. Make sure that you're thinking about the business, the long run. And if you don't need an office and you're thinking about it just to feel like a real business, don't do it. If you need some space, do a hot desk. If you're going to be client-facing, I would say do the groundwork. Build, build some of the business from home for a few months. Um, book some meetings. Like Be ghetto. Like Say, oh, uh, let's say we're based in Birmingham and I'm trying to close a deal in Manchester. And they say, oh, we'll come down and speak to you. Go, actually, I'm in Manchester next Tuesday at 4 uh, are you free on Monday or Wednesday? Because I'll just stay over and I'll mm. come to your office, Mr. Client. Do stuff like that. Like work from your bedroom as long as possible and always go to their offices. Um, because at the end of the day, you're going to be paying four, five, eight hundred grand for this place. Like it's a lot of money to outlay that you've all, all of a sudden got to make. Every pound you spend, you've got to make back. Yeah. And I think the key thing about this as well is he looks like he's looking for a storefront in the future. Yeah, that's interesting. So. Ideally, if he's starting online and making a good turnover, is a is a bricks and mortar going to improve any any of that? It's so because we we have stores at the custard factory that I never see anyone inside them, but they're, but they're paying rent they're pay, every month. They're so rent. they're paying probably quite a lot. Cause it's a, a retail unit, um, but I don't know much about retail storefronts. Mm. All I know is when you look at a high street, <laughs> there's more closing than there are opening. Yeah. Um, and I think it all depends on the type of business. And maybe, Michael, like, listen, mate, you took all the time to send us this email. If you wanted to jump on the show with us, jump yeah. on a call and talk to us about what, you, what you're building, so impressed the fact you've actually taken action and doing this. Um, I hope that answers the first part of your question, mate. We're going to call that a day now. Yeah. And we'll jump straight into the next episode now and we'll record the next question. Cool. Perfect. Guys, um, if, you, if you are listening uh, and you've got this far in the show, We'd really appreciate it if you can support Ash more than anything. Um, it helps us, but Ash is running our social media, and you've probably seen, I know you saw it, Harry, you were like, you've upped your game. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, I've been away for a long time. But yes. no, no, it turns out it's someone else. So it's, it's someone else. <laughs> Did you see the Thailand one? Yes. It's yeah, great. It's cool. Yeah, it's Where'd you find that image? It wasn't me. I haven't done anything. It's, it's Ash. I got, an, I got a sick panoramic on the last day before I missed my flight. We'll have to <laughs> start sending some stuff to Ash when it's relevant. Um, so, guys, uh, if you got this far on the show, um, we'd appreciate it if you can go and follow us over on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, pick a, pick a platform how you want to communicate with us because it's for the first time ever I can actually say um, stuff is going out on the platforms. So, um, Instagram, it's Startup Podcast. Okay, so startup podcast on Instagram. I'm just making my way over. And I want to say it's our startup, sh- at startup diary or our startup show. I'm just confusing the audience now. Yeah, Harry, stop talking. Start. You know you can cut real deep sometimes when you just... I have feelings. I appreciate doing filler right now. That's what I do. <laughs> filler's my middle name. Our startup diary. So let me just let me just clear this that up. That wasn't painful at all. <laughs> so I know man. I, let me get a pen and paper. Pen and paper. Instagram is startup podcast. Okay. Instagram is startup podcast. Go and look at some of the quote cards that Ash is making. He's killing it over there. Second one is Twitter. If Twitter's for you, it's our startup diary. And if you have a question, get it onto the show. Easiest way to do it is ask the question on Twitter with the hashtag AskStartupShow.
It's either that. Julie made a note of that. It's either that or Ask. Stop. Ask. Help me out, man. Um, You'll crush it. Guys, thanks very much. It's good to be back in full swing. Harry's back. We've got lots to do. Harry, we need to talk about your recent promotion. Just to drop that little. that little teaser in there about yep. the, the change in the company, but let's uh, sort Michael out first. Cool.